Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Can't believe it. November the 14th already, 2019. We are getting ready for week 11 of the NFL season. Week 12 in college football underway. A couple of weeks, we're in... We are already in uh, Thanksgiving mode. And then after that, of course, the holiday season. It's before we know it, bowl games will be everywhere. And then, uh, of course, we'll be getting ready to transition into playoff, NFL playoff football. So it is it's coming hard. It's coming quick, guys. It's uh, it is blowing by here this 2019 season, especially this NFL season. But great matchup here tonight as we uh, the focus is going to be on the AFC North here while uh, while the Baltimore Ravens sit back and say, all right, let's see what we got, uh, who is really going to make uh, make a push for their AFC North crown as they are obviously the favorite. Well, it's going to be interesting. Pittsburgh, who has done an amazing job taking on Cleveland here tonight in Cleveland. Weather, of course, going to be a bit of a uh, issue like it usually is in Ohio this time of year. And we noticed that last night with a couple of college football games that also seem to have... Um, had some weather issues going on. Neither of those places last night watching those games did was I would wanted to been anywhere near. When you're dealing with 16 degrees and snow uh, and 20 mile an hour winds, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like I like nobody. Wa- I'm good. Like I don't want to be hit. I don't want to be anything. Uh, but uh, listen, a big lesson last night for people, and I think this is always uh, it's always great, Dane, to remind folks. That it is until that clock hits zero 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 zero, the game is not over. Even though that you might have had, I don't know, 40 points scored in the first half of a football game whose total was 47 and a half. Mm. And you might be going, well, if you had the under, like, ah, oh, this is, yeah, this is 40 points in the first half. Well. The problem is they didn't play the second half yet. And when they did eventually play the second half in Miami of Ohio and Bowling Green, yeah, um, they only scored seven points, Dane, in the second half. I Wouldn't you that. know it? 47 and a half. The under was a winning ticket last night. So it's a good reminder, Dane, that it ain't over until it's over. And do not count your money and don't tear up your damn tickets. Until it's zero, 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 zero on the clock, Dane. Good reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Joe. Morning, degenerates out there. Let's cockadoodle. Do it. 44 to 3, Hanjo. Miami of Ohio getting it done. And you said it was 40, it was 47 and a half? 47 and a half closing line total. Yes. Yes. 47 and a half. Uh, And the reason being is because, again, this is, you know, also a lesson to trolls who think that, um, you know, oh, to take shots That happens to me all the time, Joe. Yeah, that I happens to me all the time. This. I will get people hit me up on Twitter because, you know, I'll give like a DFS play or a right. sit start in fantasy. You know what I mean? And right. I'll have someone hit me up like 
in the middle of a game being like, oh, horrible call. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't you know? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then a guy will rip off an 85-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter or something like that. I'll be like, yeah, look at the box score now, bro. You know, but absolutely. Well, people were getting after you before the final no, whistle No, no, it's just it's funny because I can't, shockingly enough, you know, you get up here this morning and I'm looking to respond to the post and right. it's not there, Dane. It's gone. Ah, oh, it's been it's deleted. Gone. I see. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing to me. So it's again, funny. it's probably a good lesson to the uh, to the Twitter trolls too as well. Yep. Um, don't be that douche. Don't be Word that up. guy that thinks you're going to take a shot at somebody and then not leave it on there when you're completely wrong yep. as usual. Yep. You know what I mean? Come you know, on. It's true. I, I it's it's really funny, Joe. It really is. <laughs> we last year, last year, Joe. <laughs> We did a, uh, like, right after the football season, a bunch right. of experts, you know, with our network and others, we did, like, a way-too-early mock draft for the okay. following year, right? And I had, like, the number two overall pick, okay? And someone who, I forget who it was, someone picked number one, Saquon Barkley, whatever. I picked number two, and remember, this was in, you know, like, February, right? Right. My number two overall pick was Christian McCaffrey, okay? Mm -hmm. Someone on Twitter it was like, oh, my God, who made that pick? And someone was like, oh, that's Dane that made that pick number two. It was like, yep, figures. That guy's always does the foolish thing, whatever. <laughs> and then was like, you have to pick Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is going to be an MVP candidate for the rest, you know, for the next five years, right? And then, obviously, you know, he's got an effing degenerate knee condition, right? And so I found that tweet now. I went back after, like, week five, and I was like, I knew this dude thought Christian McCaffrey was a crazy number two pick. I went back and found it. And, of course, Joe, it was gone. Because I was just going to be yeah. like, oh, how about his knee now? Like, what's up, bro? You know, I'm yeah. like, we, we – we put we put hours of opinions on tape every day, Joe, and we talk exactly. about how we got to be right. What fifty five percent of the time? It's so mm -hmm. easy for people to find forty five percent of our content. You know what I mean? It's amazing, yes. And then <laughs> to be just a giant, just a giant pussy in the whole situation to be like, you know what? I got to erase it because I was wrong. Well, yeah, right. you didn't need to take a shot to begin. Like nobody has your opinion. Nobody. <laughs> And nobody that's what I'm saying, Joe. Like, we can't take down a segment <laughs> yeah. if we went 0 and 3. Like, Joe, there yeah. have been weeks where both where both you and I have have gotten murdered in our picks. It's happened, okay? And it's gonna happen, right? But yes. we can't take the show down. We can't unpost it. You know what I mean? Like, we gotta live and die with what we say. And you know, so maybe maybe the responders should too. Yeah, exactly. It. Yes, yes, yes. Total. Just a reminder, guys, it ain't over till it's over. So if you're going to be a troll, at least be a troll that owns up to your own Word trollness, up. will you, when you are wrong? Because it's one, you want to take a shot at somebody whose job it is to have opinions uh, and, to, uh, <laughs> and to make picks. And then, of course, when you are dead wrong, to just completely act like it never happened. Ah, right. Yeah, so I much fun. Bro. There's a like, reason we're why gonna you're be in wrong. There's a reason guys. why you're we're in gonna mom's be wrong. basement. <laughs> there is definitely a reason why you're living in mom's basement. I can tell you yeah, that right up. now. But we got, listen, we got plenty more picks to make that, of course, some will be right. Some will be wrong. At the end That's of the right. day, we are simply trying to make it rain more often than not. And we got uh, plenty of uh, headlines to get to, too, Dane. I don't know why, but for some reason, um, the Jets owner... Yeah, um, I, 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 um, <laughs> I, uh, 
I nah, have he's never safe. in my I ain't making a move. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I have never Not in now. my life so wished I was lied to. I want to be so lied to right now. I just want it to be where come Black Monday, he's like, now nah, you got to go. And I'd be like, I don't even remember what you said. I don't even remember got, yeah. what you said. You got to hope talk about in this flip-flopping day and age, maybe uh, Christopher Man, Johnson is just saying what All he's right. got to say. Buckle up. Let's do it, Adam Gase. Coming up here, let's make it rain on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here we go. Time to give you that edge here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And uh, we've got, let's face it, we got week 11 of the NFL season, week 12 here of the college football season. We've got not only an NFL game tonight, Thursday night football we'll dive into, but do not forget we got two. That's right, two college football games. The MAC is not done creating total excitement here. One more Mac game and an ACC battle here tonight. Speaking of Mac, Mac Brown and the North Carolina Tar Heels taking on uh, Pittsburgh. Pat Narduzzi and company, the Pitt Panthers. Big ACC clash. Uh, This is going to be a good game here tonight. So you got two college football games, NFL game. We've got 14 more college hoops games to go on. And, of course, uh, you mix in five or six NBA games, seven or eight NHL games. And once again, you got a loaded card card here tonight in order to make it profitable. But before we dive into some of these games, let's take a look at some of these headlines from the last 24 hours, Dane. And I'll start, of course, with our Jets because it's the most annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. I am certainly uh, I get why he's doing it. And if you guys are just joining us, Christopher Johnson, the owner of the Jets, gave that dreaded, you know, vote of confidence here in week uh, 11 to Adam Gase, how he's not going anywhere. Uh, You know, we don't blame him for anything. He is good to go. We, you know, everything is, I want everyone in the locker room. The audio. Now I get why you do it now, but I would not at all be not, I wouldn't even bring it up. Then you know, talk about uh, erasing things here. I have no problem if you erased, the whole comment of, we, you know, we're sticking with Adam Gase if you fired him on Black Monday. I have no problem. Because it, uh, as bad as things have been, let's face it, through the first 10 weeks, Dan, can we agree it could get a hell of a lot worse in the remaining seven? No? It could get a lot worse because, <laughs> as we've said, the level of competition goes down for the Jets, yes. right? So mm-hmm. in the first uh, half of the season, right, they looked like a dumpster fire, but at least they had an excuse, right? No Sam Darnold. The schedule, they were they were playing, you know, they were playing the Eagles. They were playing the Patriots. They were playing, da- you know, that sort of stuff. But now in front of them is Washington, Cincinnati, Miami. If they look bad there 
and their quarterback is, you know, by all intents and purposes, recovered from the mono, then mm-hmm. yes, that looks a little bit worse. They have two wins, Joe. With four wins, do you think Gaze is safe? Like, you know, Chris Johnson says whatever he has to say. That vote of confidence, you know, has a kind of a 50% return rate of being true mm-hmm. or not, right? Where do you mm-hmm. think is the line for him to actually be safe? If they get to four wins, is he safe? I, I don't think so. I don't think he's safe now. I mean, I get why he's doing it, but I think in this day and age, maybe if this was five years ago, Dane, the idea of him being... Right you know, guaranteed two years. I don't think we live in that day and age anymore. I do think that if you haven't figured out by that locker room already that this maybe wasn't the right hire, uh, you say the right things because obviously you still have – and you also want fans to be – like you want the players in the locker room to respond. Nobody wants to play for a a walking dead duck coach, right? Like nobody, which I think is why you watched Atlanta win. Uh, coming off the bye there because right. who the hell wants to play for a guy that ain't going to be there anymore? So sure. I get it, but I don't think he's safe at all. Do you? I mean, so you're saying there's nothing he can do? Like, what do you think he has he can... to do to, to get to being safe in these last he... seven games? I don't games? think he can. I think the damage is already – you know you know that. Dan, once, once you lose the locker room, once you alienate your right. star players, it, what's to recover from? Like, you're going to blow the whole thing up now? Is that what you're going to do? No, I don't know, but I'm saying, like I'm saying though, Joe, what if the Jets go five and two in their last seven games? You know, like, and I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen, right? Necessarily, but Washington, Cincinnati, Miami, that could be three wins right there. To me, I think it all depends on what Sam Darnold does. Does he progress or does he regress? Because if if he regresses, I. Well, he's already regressed, in my opinion, right? Don't you think that's already happened? He's seeing ghosts, for God's sakes. I'm with right? you. So, yep. so, so I guess my question, though, is like, and maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't have to do with the record, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately. And I agree with that because what we go into the season saying, right, if, if I can see progression from Sam Darnold, that's all we need to see. That's all that's we it. need, right? In the same way that some of these other, you know, like I would say, you know, Josh Allen, same kind of thing. Baker, same kind of thing, right? But what, is there nothing he can do? Do you think it's a fait accompli already on Black Monday? Or what if? Remember last year, Sam Darnold, when he came back from injury, had like a great December? So you think it's completely tied to Sam Darnold's uh, progression over the next month and a half? I do, because I think if we continue to get two or three interceptions a game, and we do honestly take a step back, why did you hire him? Like, I I I agree with That is job one, right? (laughs) Develop Sam Darnold. I and I also think Sam Darnold's opinion of him is probably going to carry a lot of weight with ownership. You think I we're think actually going to know what Sam Darnold's opinion of him no, is? No, I know, but I think we'll know at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if he's still here, I think Sam Darnold went to the, you know Christopher and said, I, "He's good, guys." Because if you're Christopher Johnson, aren't you pulling Sam Darnold aside and saying, "What's going on here? Do what are you? Is is he helping? Is he hurting?" Probably, but does Sam Darnold know that yet? Does he know? How does he know if he's being helped or not? He's a he, you know, he's played what, like eighteen games? Like, do you trust? Really? Like, I get it, but do you trust Sam Darnold's opinion? Like, why is his expertise? Like, to be honest, I'd ask like Greg Williams, right? right. Before oh. I ask Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. I, like, what does Sam Darnold know? I love the kid. I think he is the answer. But how does he know? He has nothing to compare it to. He doesn't have another, like, you know, really? 
but you do have to have a certain comfort level, right? Because you're never going to sure. learn or get better if you if you're butting heads. And we all might hate coaches, but the bottom line is, if you see the improvement, then you know sure. you can hate them all you want as long as it, as long as you're a better person for it. You know, right. and I'm sure you've played. I played with coach. I couldn't stand, but you know no, what? I, I, was, I, I was probably the well, best. Looking back on them, I love them. That's right. Yeah, making me uncomfortable was good, but at the same time, if you can't get there yourself. And if, if he's going there, I just can't do it with the way this guy's going. I think we'll know the answer coming up at the end of the year. I mean, they might. I mean, you look at the schedule. First of all, it starts with Washington, okay? Yeah, if you can't fun. beat the Washington Redskins and, and this game, and I do believe it's only a point and a half, Dane. They're actually underdogs in this game, okay? They're underdogs in this damn Washington game. So if you can't win this game – what conversation are we having on Monday? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is what what is left to say? Like, what is left to say? And I think that's the sad part because it's that thin. That line we're talking about is that it's a loss away to a team like Washington. I think from being completely blurred. Yeah, I mean, listen, they beat the Giants right in their last right. game. And that's a similar situation. Another team on their schedule that ain't going anywhere, you know. But Joe, Washington, Cincy, Miami. I, I like they're gonna win. I think they win two of those three games at least. That gets them to four wins. Could they? Their other games, Joe. You know, Oakland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Can they get another one in there? If they like, that's them going five and eleven. Then they're not. You know, they're not the biggest dumpster fire in the conference. You know, then they have like this five or six pick. And I hear you. Like, then, listen, we saw it all, and we think it's pathetic, right? But right. then, when you add things like no C.J. Mosley, when you add things like the mononucleosis, right, does Gaze have kind of like an out, an excuse, a rationale that Christopher Johnson and the powers that be can look back, and whether we agree with it or not, be like, yeah, he deserves a longer leash. He deserves another shot at it. Yep. I... I don't want that to be the case, but I think, unfortunately, right. if he's sitting yeah. at 5 and 11, that's the way it's going to go down. And you know what it is? They, the simple fact that your owner has to come out with that statement tells you, I think, everything everything that's you right. need to know, right? I mean, that's, that's, right. that's basically it. And first of all, why is it the owner and why is it not? You know, where is the general manager in this that you hired? Isn't he supposed to be the liaison between the owner and the coaching? Like, isn't it all supposed to go? I haven't heard boo from Joe Douglas yet. Boo have I heard from him. Know? Maybe yeah. he's not a, you know, maybe he's a behind-the-scenes kind of guy yeah. instead. Yeah. In New York? <laughs> well, listen, that's not a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah but know? he should be the one taking the heat. Unbelievable. You didn't, you didn't hire Gaze, though. He came after you know what? this. I hope Dolan buys the Jets. I can't believe oh, I just oh. said it. I can't believe it. Oh. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
It's time to get in the game, guys. How do you do that? Well, you do it with a DraftKings Sportsbook account because listeners of this show, you guys can get yourself a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. You create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Done. Make a deposit. Done. Place your first bet, DraftKings. They'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer, eligible for all users, plus new users, you guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And, oh, yeah, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And welcome in. Let's see if we can't give you that edge here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Also invite you guys to subscribe and follow us, not only on YouTube, but also at Instagram. YouTube, it is the SportsGrid Network. On Instagram, it's at SportsGridTV. Follow us. Never miss a show. Great advice always in the sports investing and fantasy landscape. And he is Dane uh, Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri here as we look ahead to another loaded night here in the world of sports. Some of the headlines are continuing to roll out. And I guess uh, this is interesting. Of course, we know that uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, was offered the opportunity to try out uh, Saturday, hold a uh, tryout for teams to uh, to teams to right. show up and kind of see what he's got going on. Now, of course, it, it appears that Adam Schefter seems to be some sort of shill for the uh, for the Kaepernick camp because he's the only one releasing uh, everything in the world from Kaepernick's side and not the NFL side. So obviously, somebody has a message they want to get out, and that message right. was yesterday, Dane, that. Teams, many teams, reached out as a courtesy to Kaepernick's people to say, listen, we can't be there. We, you know, we wanted to just say, hey, you know, th- thanks. You know, we, we're aware of what's going on, but we wanted you to know personally that we can't be there. And that also we have absolutely no idea what the NFL is trying to do by really? scheduling this workout on Saturday. So that was the cool. message Schefter is actually sending out, according to Kaepernick's people who want the world to know that, yes, people, teams that were interested, unfortunately, can't be there. And, oh, yeah, I don't know what the hell Roger Goodell and the NFL is doing, which I think is kind of convenient since all of those people who reached out, I don't know, Dane, they had two years to bring them in for a damn tryout at any particular time, didn't they? So this whole thing to me, it's like both sides trying to win the PR battle here. Like, yeah. don't tell me about how you're, you're can, you know, oh, I, I just wanted you to know. I, I have no, really? Well, you could have brought him in for, that would have been my answer if I'm a, on Kaepernick's team. Well, then what the hell stopped you from bringing into a workout prior? Right. I hear it's you. A Listen, PR like mess. what they're, what they're kind of doing, the Kaepernick side, you know, is kind of like laying the groundwork for when this is poorly attended, you know? Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. You and I talked about it, right? Was it a fair shake that it's on this Saturday? No, it's not. Okay, let's accept that. Let's acknowledge that, right? But at the same time, Cap and their side is now they got to shine it up, you know, and call it gold because they know what's going to what it may look like is that there's no interest in Cap. And so they want to get ahead of like you said, get ahead of the messaging, right? And kind of have this out there already that listen, I know there weren't a lot of people there, but there were other teams that said they were interested, blah blah blah. And so here's the thing, Joe. For me, You know what will prove that true is if after Saturday, right, like if next Tuesday we hear that, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw out a team. Let's say, oh, I don't know, the Chargers are one of those teams, right, that Mm -hmm. couldn't make it there, 
because they're in Mexico City this weekend, you know, um, right. and was like, ah, but, you know, we, we're, we have a little interest, right? What would mean, it would matter is if we hear that next Tuesday, Cap is working out for the Chargers. You know what I mean? That sort mm-hmm. of thing. If there's actually truth to it. Um, so we'll see. But I, I do think this is a PR spin control getting ahead of the message. But hasn't it all been that way with this situation ever since it's be- the beginning? It's about who can really truly own and handle the message around this. Well, we do have, of course, it, we do have a list of teams that are planning on showing up and that team will be there. I mean, there okay. have been a group, a, a bunch of teams, including and this is uh, this might shock a lot of people. But, yes, the Dallas Cowboys are actually on the list of people who are going to be sending a representative, at least one representative, to check it out uh, because, like they said, th- there's nothing to lose here. Like, we, of course, we're yeah. going to send somebody out there to see exactly uh, what's going on. Uh, Washington is another one. Denver oh. is another one. Atlanta oh. is one of them. Miami is one. So there are a whole bunch of teams that actually came out and said for a fact, yes, we will be there. Now, I would. there's probably, what, about uh, 10 teams on this list. Most of them are quarterback hungry. The Patriots okay. are sending somebody out. Okay. Um, some of them are not, but some of them, you know, half the list is in the upper tier of quarterbacks. The other half of the list, Dane, is in the bottom tier. Uh, maybe the most surprising is Jerry sending somebody out there to check it out. But Jerry doesn't want to give the impression that I- – you know what I mean? So yeah. I get what Jerry's doing. But of some of these other teams actually need a quarterback. Listen, honestly, what you just said about what the Cowboys' response is, I, I think it's completely accurate. Mm. You lose nothing yep. by sending. Why not? You know? Yep. I get it. Maybe you can't send the head coach because they're planning. Maybe you can't send the GM. But it's not like you. there's not a number of staff members, right? There is no risk to sending your assistant director of pro scouting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Um, why not? Like, find out for yourself. I get it. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, even if the team has no intention of doing so, send the representative yep. so you don't get caught in any kind of blowback on this or anything. Then, like, right. isn't it? Don't all teams and organizations say, well, we search under any rock. We look for talent wherever it is, right? So send somebody. It, it's really no skin off your back to send, like, a mid-level scouting department guys so you could be on a list like you just said that was represented and who knows what he's got left like it's worth it to check it out yeah it's interesting too because now it's again with Schefter being the the apparently the mouthpiece for Kaepernick's people you know there's there's reporting and then there's retracting and then there's reporting and you know now it's it's down to listen it hasn't even happened yet now already it's a dumpster fire now it's a matter of, well, the NFL, according to Kaepernick's people, has promised a guaranteed list of attendees. The NFL is now saying, no, no, we never we never promised any guaranteed list of anything. We, we never said. we. All we said is that we'd invite people and make it available. We never promised anybody was going to be there. So now it's semantics. Here we go. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Who promised what? Where? It hasn't even happened yet, Dan. We're still two days away from it. And nobody seems to be getting on the same page, but everyone seems to be fighting for headlines. Isn't that just the media world we live in right now? Yeah, and that's what I said. This issue, since it started, has been about who can gain control of the narrative, you mm-hmm. know? And, and, and it continues, you know? Uh, you, 
and it continues. And now you even have teams having to decide how they want to play it. You know, do they mm -hmm. want to kind of show themselves in the PR game to be, you know, sympathetic to Cap or not? Or do they want to be, you know, they those teams now have a decision to make because the NFL and Cap are kind of at odds here and playing for the, the like you said, the attention and the, the, the hearts and minds. And it's the teams now that have to kind of like declare a side and see how they want to play. It's almost like Republicans in Congress having to decide, you know, which way they want to go. Another report that came out of the NFL, and they just, it, it's amazing to me, the, the leak, the things that the NFL wants leaked. But apparently the NFL is trying to make it seem that they are very close with the Players Association on a new labor agreement, which will include 17 yes. games, Dane. They will add yeah. a game. That huh. was yesterday. This morning, the Players Association is coming out and going, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. We're not <clears> even <throat> remotely close to an agreement. So here we go again. The NFL says we're this close. The Players Association's like... They are high. There is no way we are close to agreeing to anything like this. So, you know, once again, here mm -hmm. we go. Let's play it out in the media instead of That's behind right. closed door. How about you just let us know once it's signed? How's that? Just let me know when it's done. That's right. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, but, do I hate the 17-game regular season? No, I, I don't. I, I think removing a, pre a preseason game, I'm okay there. I got no problem with that. I don't think the players will have a problem with that. But the question is, at what cost? So, for me, if they did that, right, and they did it with the uh, taking away a preseason game, making it three, like making it three and seventeen mm -hmm. instead of four and sixteen. Okay, what I think it should be, I think it should also happen with it is add the second bye week. Then mm -hmm. add the second bye week, and there's a way, Joe, and this has always been my platform, Joe. There is a way that if they push this back. Right. Add another game, add a bye week. They could make the Super Bowl wind up being the day before President's Day, which is already a national holiday and thus turning that weekend into what it should be a national holiday weekend. I, that's where I think they should go. If they extend the season, make it so that the Super Bowl is the day before President's Day. They're like two weeks away. That's what I think America needs so they can recover from the damn Super Bowl. The. Um... The addition of the extra game removing one of the preseason games is something, obviously, that needs to be negotiated. But really, this whole collective bargaining, guys, is how do you split $15 million to the players mm -hmm. and to the owners? That's really yeah, the right. question is how what the players want to know, what is our share of the $15 billion that you make a year? We want a bigger piece the of that. Deals, yeah. Right. Salary so if cap. it means that they got to play an extra game or an extra week, now it's interesting because the NFL is saying that included with that extra game, we'll be going from 12 to 14 teams in the playoffs, mm. uh, which is interesting. However, that part of the negotiation is not required to be signed off by the players' union. The, the collective huh. bargaining agreement has nothing to do if they add two more teams to the playoffs. That Play is simply... That is the NFL and the owners going, we're adding two more teams. They don't need the players to sign off on that. So it's interesting if that also comes to fruition here. An extra game, two more playoff teams, Dane. You got to extend it at that point, don't you? Yeah, you would think so. And I think the second bye could be an issue there. And look, don't get it twisted. Marijuana will be an issue in the next player in oh, CBA also. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. $15 billion in revenue. Wow. 
That's after. The percentage point of that is a lot of money. (laughs) That's actually profit. I'm sorry. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Listen, a big shout out, Dane, to uh, to the New York Mets for having not only the Rookie of the Year, yeah. but also now the new Cy Young Award winner. Jacob DeGrom grabs uh, another piece of hardware there. Congratulations. Well-deserved. I'd, uh, I'd like to say that uh, he wasn't, uh, that it was a, sh- a sham. And that, no, guys, he, 31 years old, 11 and 8, 2.43 RA, 255 Ks. Only 44 walks, 204 innings. Um, yes, he actually won fewer games last year, though, in route to the uh, uh, in route to the Cy Young Award. But he didn't win more than uh, he didn't win many more than he did last year when he All won right. it. But uh, well deserved. I think uh, Mac was it. Uh, Max Scherzer came in second, I believe, and then yeah. uh, Ryu came in uh, Ryu. somewhere around there. And listen, they were all great. I, you know, these, these are popularity contests. These are rewards, uh, awards, guys. Don't get it mixed up here. This isn't most deserving. This is most popular. DeGrom is very well liked in the media around. He keeps to himself. He's not a troublemaker. Sure. It, you know, it makes total sense to me. Uh, as far as Verlander, though. Now, that is interesting that Verlander, instead of, I don't know, Garrett Cole or Charlie Morton, I find it interesting because Verlander has a history of, shall we say, right, um, button heads with the media over the years there, Dane. And it wasn't like Garrett Cole, anybody would have argued with his teammate winning the award now. Yeah, I agree. That one was surprising to me. I thought Garrett Cole was the AL Cy Young Award winner. I think you're absolutely right. And it's interesting that, you know, when sports writers wrote, vote for these awards, how it breaks down, you know, given, like you said, you know, Verlander is no um, stranger to speaking mm-hmm. his mind. Let's just say that, right? But one thing I got to check you on, Joe. You said Uh-oh. the new Cy Young Award winner. No, he's not. Jacob DeGrom is the defending Cy Sorry, Young yes. Award winner. Yes. And that's now yes. back-to-back for him. And, Joe, honestly, is Jacob DeGrom a Hall of Famer? Uh, well, I don't know. How, how do you keep winning these damn things and not have right? – is this his third or is this his second? It's his second. So what I have here is he's got six full years with the Mets, Joe. And in those six years, he's won a Rookie of the Year and two Cy Young Awards. <laughs> I mean, on a terrible team, exactly. On a terrible correct. team, yep. you yep. know. Like, are we starting to get to the place like where is is he? I think he's trending to a Hall of Fame career. You mentioned mm-hmm. Scherzer and Cole, and I thought about it because I'm thinking about maybe a poll question for tomorrow. Joe, who would you believe? Who is who is the best pitcher in baseball currently? Right now, Cole? the best pitcher in baseball. Is it, um, is it DeGrom? Is it Scherzer? I think it could be DeGrom. Like, two year back-to-back Cy Youngs, Joe. And this yeah. is in an era where everyone assumes Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer. No, it ain't. It's Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. 
back to back. And again, don't put a lot of stock into this, folks. It is a popularity contest among the media members here. So it's yeah. not based on any hard facts here. They were all worthy of it. All of these guys had those kinds of years. I find it interesting, though, that now DeGrom goes back to back coming off of the last guy to win it was a dude who also went back to back in 2016 and 17. Scherzer won it back to back. Now right. DeGrom wins it back to back. The only other guys to win back to back trophies. Greg Maddox uh, hmm. back in the early 90s. Randy Johnson did it uh, in 99, I think, in 2000. Sandy Koufax, Clayton Kershaw. And how about this name? How about Tim Lincecum? Remember that? Yeah. Tim Lincecum Remember dominated. Tim Lincecum. Yeah, wow. team uh, 2008-9, I think, somewhere in that area. He won back-to-back as well. So it's really been dominated by a handful of names for the last 20 years, Dane. Yeah, that's true. And you know what I'll also say? I'm actually happy you mentioned, right, because his, like, his record wasn't mm-hmm. that great because he's on a bad team. I'm yeah. happy that the people who vote for this award are now, you know, thinking a little bit more deeply about the stats and what the pitcher actually controls. And wins aren't, you know, the only thing. So the idea about, you know, looking at the ERA, looking about how dominant the actual pitcher is, it started with, like, Felix Hernandez back in the day. He won the AL Cy Young, I think, going under 500. And now DeGrom two years in a row where the record doesn't look like it, but he is the best pitcher in the National League. And so I'm glad that the voters kind of look a little bit deeper than just win-loss records. Yeah, it's, uh, again, the Verlander is the thing that that was the head-scratcher going, wow, like Verlander gets it, because I don't think anybody would have argued if Garrett Cole's name popped up there. In fact, I know a lot of people uh, on social media are like, you're kidding, right? Like, Garrett Cole was there. Who was the guy you wanted on the mound if you needed to win a game? Was it Verlander or Cole? And a lot of people kept calling for Cole this year. So the, the most dominant, can we stretch, I think, by any pitcher this year had to have been Garrett Cole? I mean, is that fair to say that? But again, this is going to come down to who... How many interviews did Justin Verlander grant and how many did Garrett Cole grant to media members? Because it looks out <laughs> that he only missed it by what? Four votes, four first place votes. So 17 for Verlander, 13 for Cole. Um, yeah, that that simply comes down to which media members did you piss off a blow off uh, throughout the 162 yeah. game season, Dane? This is true. And remember... Yep. <laughs> like and, and these Astros are now in an interesting spot because of what we talked about yesterday, right? Like it's not like the Astros are gonna ingratiate any love from the rest of the baseball community, right? And you talk about how the writers decide voting and you know, eh, I don't I mean, yes, Verlander's an Astro, but you know, I mean these awards are in fact media members voting and uh the, it, their feelings and subjective opinions. And it's interesting today, of course, we'll have the um uh, we'll have the MVP announced yeah. uh, a little bit later today, and I can't believe it, but it's never happened before, which is kind of shocking to me that it's never happened anymore. No team has ever had Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Cy Young Award winner in the same year, right. although some teams are certainly worthy of it. But you have Jordan Alvarez, Rookie of the Year for the Astros. You mm. have now Verlander, Cy Young Award winner. You do have Alex Bregman up for MVP here, guys. And, I, you know, I don't I don't know that that would be a stretch to think that he should be MVP of the year with the season that he had and what Bregman did. So 
It's never happened before. I'm wondering with all the news of what's going on here with the Astros. That's right. Because now his stats are unreal. But I don't know when the voting was, though. That's the problem. I don't know when the voting was. If the voting had already taken place, you could very well today, Dane, have for the first time in Major League Baseball, all three, the big three coming from the Houston Astros who did not win the World Series. Interesting. You you know, it's funny. When you started talking about that, like the same Cy Young rookie of the year, I completely forgot about Jordan Alvarez. I thought you were talking about the Mets because <laughs> they oh, have yeah, Pete no, Alonso no, no, and no, Jacob yeah, DeGrom. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so they also yeah. have two of the three. And I'm right. like, nah, Joe, <laughs> you know, like Jeff McNeil is not going to win the MVP award. That's you know what I, was, what I mean? Yeah, I no, like, no, 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 it's not. I was like, yet. wait, but, why? And then you went to the stroke side and Bregman. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's possible. <laughs> yeah, Bregman is definitely in play for it. No, he's and... a contender for sure. He's definitely you know, in play. So, He's definitely in play. I don't know, though. I think they ultimately go to Mike Trout. But, you know, to me, it's like, all right, so is it is it Astros bias? The media obviously loves the Houston Astros. They have. Let us not forget, yeah. the Astros were $5 favorites all throughout the end of the year because the media blew so much smoke up their ass, Dane. They were the instant favorites, remember? it. So the media has had this fascination and love for Houston all year long. And I guess we should not be that surprised with what we're seeing here right now. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I just, I wonder, I wonder, and you're right, it's about the timing but of, of when the voting was. But also remember, this was kind of, there were rumors, there were buzz about this idea of like the Astros cheating. There has right. been for years, you know? So if you wanted to kind of bang the Astros, um, you, you know, you could... You had enough evidence to do so. I just think ultimately it's still trout for me. Um, it's still trout for me. He had more homers. He had a, you know, the average was about the same. All these stats were very, very similar. I think trout needs to get it. I think trout is the best player in baseball and he's doing it. I mean, you know, when we talk about the word value, yes, the angels didn't make the playoffs, that sort of thing. Oh, that's um, the argument, isn't it? Yep. How valuable it are is. you, dude, if your team won 50 games? Like, how valuable are you? I remember that with A-Rod winning the award, like with the Texas Rangers, you know? And he was, he didn't play. I think this was the least amount of games he's played this year with injuries. So. He played in 134 games. So he missed like 20 some odd. That's not a ton. Yes, Bregman played in 156. Yes, it was for a team that went to the World Series. And I mean, his stats definitely stack up. But, you know, I I don't know. I still think Trout. I think the NL MVP, Joe, is also interesting. I can name four candidates that I think all are legit. Mm. I think Yelich is legit. I think Bellinger is legit. I think Rendon is legit. And I think Acuna is legit as well. That, see, to me, that's going to be because they have told us, the media, uh, and because they vote on it, guys, they usually tip their hands here. They have been telling us all year it's between Bellinger and Yelich. Have they not? I mean, have they not no. completely handed it to one of those two all year long with every damn article we have read? With, yeah, Rendon got no love. You know what I mean? That's just, he was just a piece of, He's like you know, the kind of oh, quiet, the national guy that doesn't get the right. credit. And, exactly. and Acuna is kind of the other way, right? He's one of those hot shot rookie young kids, bat right. flipping and, and jogging. They don't so they probably don't want to reinforce towards. that behavior. Yeah, they don't tend to gravitate towards those kinds of guys. So I, they have re- the amount of articles on Rendon and uh, I mean on Bellinger and uh, and Yelich. But how many games did Yelich miss? Because he Yelich was out. Pitched, right. Yelich played in 130 
Okay, so Trout played in 134. So if you want to bang Trout for games played, right, then right. Yelich played less. And Bellinger disappeared at the end of the year. He did, but I mean, Joe, 305, 47, 115 ain't bad. That's <laughs> ah, a, a crap year. For a team <laughs> that was a playoff team. I mean, ah, I guess all jump. of these teams are playoff teams. The four NL Total candidates. Jump. But... I, uh, I'd be think? interested, though. I think it's going to be interesting. If you had a vote, Joe. If I had a vote, I would probably, to me, I do think being the best player in a league on the best team, I think that I think that says something. That's not easy to do on a team that is filled with, you know, a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch yeah. of really good players and you stuck out among all of them. That's uh, that's impressive there. So, I, you know, Bregman finished fifth last year. A lot of people thought he got hosed. You know what happens mm-hmm. with the media? They, they try to make things up as redemption, they go along. Right. Yeah, you know, right. a little redemption. Got to get Kevin Durant one, even though LeBron James wins it every Thank year. You. We got to get KD one of them, and this exactly. is the year to get it. Yep. I, exactly. I go Yelich, Joe. I mean, he played 25 fewer games than people, right? Mm-hmm. Still, though, Joe, you know, and he had 329. That's a difference to like 310. That's 20 points higher, Joe. And here's the other thing, honestly. Well, he won it last year, didn't he? He, Isn't did. he, would he? All right, so he'd be back to back as well. <laughs> But I think he deserves it. I really do, Joe. And, and, and like, here's the other thing. He stole 30 bases also, Joe. Yes. Like, that's, that's no, in this day and age, that's a real number, Joe. Well, what uh, if I tell like you, Dane? school kind of guy, you know? What if I tell you that he missed the last 18 games of the season and the Brewers went 13 and 5 without him? So you're going to talk about that word value? I'm just saying, I mean, that because that's the argument, right? Like, we're talking about most valuable. Well, how valuable? The, the last 18 games of their playoff run, the last 18 games of the season, he was gone. They went 13-5. and five. That is true. I mean, that's I, true. But are they in playoff position at all without Yelich? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, so, I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah, we yep. kind of wordsmith the word value. Yep. I, then, it's, just a, it's a slippery slope. It is. Just, and it's a popularity contest. So don't get too crazy. All right, hour number one. We will start to dive into some of these matchups here tonight. Look to make it rain for you. We'll do that on the grid, sportsgrid.com next. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, another loaded card here tonight. NFL Week 11, AFC North. Steelers on the road taking on the Browns. Two college football games. Buffalo, a little MAC action taking on Kent State. Buffalo uh, turned it around two and four. They started the year. They've rattled off three straight wins. They are five and four. They need to lock up a bowl berth here with this win tonight. Kent State holding on to their postseason dreams here they need a win in order to be able to keep the hope of uh, playing in a bowl game which listen when 
that's what it's all about for a lot of these programs, Dane. It's about being yeah, able to get that bowl game, get that extra money into the school, the program. It's, you know, this is a big game tonight in the MAC conference. And as far as the ACC matchup, the other game tonight, this is also big for the ACC, which is filled, obviously, with a bunch of middle-of-the-road teams and then Clemson, which is kind right. of the problem for them. But, uh, yes, North Carolina-Pittsburgh, very similar pass this year. That, too, should be a good game. Mix in 14 college hoops games, uh, you know, six or seven NBA games, some hockey games. And it is a monster. Once again, another monster night here. Getting ready for more football tomorrow, then more football on Saturday. And then, of yeah. course, we've got huge games on uh, on Sunday to round out the NFL slate. But I will say this, too. Your boy uh, Cam Newton, actually, yeah. we did. We got something from Cam, didn't we? We did get a little something say? from Cam. Yeah, we heard that Cam is open to being traded to the Bears. Can you believe I, did that? Did we crap? not say that? Did yeah. we not say that weeks ago? Like literally, <laughs> Joe. Saying, man, we said that weeks ago. Schefter, my ass, man. Just listen to Dane. He had that. Uh, he had that like a month yeah, ago. Weeks ago, bro. I'm yep. telling you. Like I don't know. Like let me die. And I'll say this: Andy yeah. Dalton will be on the merry-go-round. Marcus Mariota will be on the merry-go-round. Yep. Jameis Winston might be on the merry-go-round yep. you know and like so we shall see but we talked about this a long time and quite frankly i i hope the chicago bears learn from the jacksonville jaguars mistakes mm -hmm. they were slow to admit that blake bortles was not the guy and it set them back three more years than it could have the bears mm -hmm. could learn from that and cut bait Understand this, too, guys. Unlike Eli Manning, Cam Newton does not have a no-trade clause. Does not have a no-trade clause. In other words, he ain't got no say. He can't <laughs> say a damn thing. He gonna eat those Waco's yogurt wherever they say.